Welcome to the podcast Behind the Counter with your host, me, Heidi Blum, also known as the Foods Are. I was born and bred in Livingston, New Jersey, and I have seen firsthand over the past few years how food and the people behind the counter can bring a community together. We all have a story. We all have an appetite. Each episode will explore the thread between food, people, and community and the stories that weave them all together. So let's get behind the counter and dig in. Here we go. This is Behind the Counter. Behind the Counter. With the food zone. Here's Heidi. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter with the Foods Are, which is me, Heidi Blum. I'm so excited about today's guest because I feel like we share the same uh, three important things, which is community, mm-hmm. family, and food. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I am sitting with Livingston's very own Joey Chiaffi. What's up, Heidi? Hey, Joey. Look, we're very cute. We are cute. Yeah, I think we both, we both smile all day long. And, we do. It's and important. I, Smiling is important. It's the best. So um, for those that don't know Joey, I think everybody does. And um, if you are lucky enough to follow him on Instagram, <laughs> you see he is everywhere and anywhere. And Joey's actually one of the reasons why I am doing this podcast, because you really throw yourself into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you throw yourself into a lot of charities, and you seem like a really good guy that likes to give back mm-hmm. and that works really hard. Thank you. Thank right. you. It is important. Um, it's something that's kind of a part of my fabric. You know, my parents, um, you know, always, always, uh, you know, they always felt it was important to, to just give back for people, you know, and I always tell my kids, like, the line behind us is a lot longer than the line ahead of us and 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 uh, we're very fortunate we're very blessed you know just just for the simple things of being able to see walk and eat and talk and just be here with you um, and I find that to be something that we take for granted you know and um, there's so many people out there that that can use assistance and and when you know when you give back it comes back to you you know and I think that's you know putting good good vibes out there you know and they come back to you you seem to be um and I mean this in the best of ways, a mama's boy. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, he's blushing right now, but but you can see how important family is to you. So your parents, it seems like came from Italy. Yes. So tell me the story a little bit, how you got to sort of not even, not even the salad house yet, just Mm. how you got to be into the food business. Okay, so um, I am a proud, proud, proud son of immigrant parents that sacrificed it all. They they came here at 18 years old, and they legitimately took a boat. They took a boat uh, from Italy, uh, 11 days um, on not a, not these boats that you see, you know, on TV right now. Not none of those cruise boats. This was a rickety, you know, crappy like, like boat. Christopher Columbus, yeah. the <laughs> Maria right. yeah, Pinto, whatever, Nina, Maria, yeah. yeah, whatever it's yeah. called, yeah. Um, and they uh, they made that voyage scared, you know, leaving their family leaving everything behind, not knowing the language. They were coming out here just to achieve the American dream. And uh, when they got here, you know, the streets weren't paved with gold. They got into, you know, into Newark and they, they lived in a little apartment and they were with my aunt and uncle and it was just the four of them, very lonely and working seven days a week in a garment, like it was like a factory setting and, you know, with a very tough foreman and, and it was just, the life wasn't good. And it was like, they were, very, it was, um, 
it was sad times, and they had a lot of. Uh, they thought they made a mistake coming over. What year was this about? Uh, Nineteen fifty-eight. Wow. Believe, yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> my dad took an interest in. Uh, he noticed there was this pizzeria. Really nice guy making pies uh, at this pizzeria down neck Newark. And my father started like going there. He's like, oh, I want to learn how to make pizza. So he started making pizzas with a guy. And and um, and he saw that like, you know, after at the end of the night, like my, he was like, my dad thought it was just like he was just helping the guy out. And the guy's giving him like 20 bucks or something. Back then, like $20, he made it an entire week. He's like, oh, my God, I just made this. In one, you know, Just a couple nights of helping guy, out, yeah. and making pizza, you know, making pizza here. So uh, he then he, you know, he started going there a little bit more often. And the guy, I think, was at pretty much the point where he was wanted to retire, wanted to be done with the business. So they struck a deal where my dad, like, um, was able to. He was going to hold a note, and he took over the building and the pizzeria. So my dad, my mom, um, my uncle, my aunt, they all, you know, chipped in, and they started Tony's Pizza in Newark, which is still there. Um, it's which is pretty awesome to to know that, you know, he's the original Tony and. There's still a place there from Wait, your then. dad is Tony? My dad's Tony, yeah. No yeah, way. Yeah. I mean he sold it, you know, many years, you know, years after. But that's incredible. Yeah. So um so he, you know, but but he was a hustler right from this from the beginning because he wanted to prove not he wanted to prove that the decision that him and my mother made, you know, to the to the relatives and the people that they left, you know, that they left and came over here, he wanted to show them that, you know, they made they made the right choice. So they busted their hump every single day. My dad had a telephone line that ran upstairs to the, where they slept. And basically, he was open 24 hours a day, which oh my is God. unbelievable. Like, he would literally get a phone call at like 2, 3 in the morning. Somebody they need was, pizzas? They need pizzas. He'd go downstairs, make the pie, get in his car, and deliver them. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the that's the type of uh, role model and... Um, work ethic. And work ethic. Yeah. And my mother and they... And they uh, so, so that was kind of that was the beginning, and that's kind of how they use food as a vessel to like start the American dream, and um, you know, it was, and there was like a lot of ebbs and flows, and I get I could talk to you for for a lot longer than this podcast to tell you, you know, kind of their journey to to get to where they were in Union, Chaffee's in Union, which is still there, it's my uncle's place. Um, and then eventually, 1981 to Chaffee's in Springfield, which is um, our business. And I kind of uh, grew up in that business. I was born in '77, and I, uh, I, as um, soon as I was able to reach the counter, I started, you know, going there a little bit. And one of my first jobs was picking up cigarette butts in the parking lot. So glamorous, yeah, dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> my dad's like, Joey, go outside and make sure you go pick up all that. I'm like, uh, he yeah, goes, okay, the yeah. he goes, even the chewing gum. Make sure you get everything. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, all right, dad. So I. Uh, you know, that's kind of how, you know, I, I was there, you know, and that was the only time I would be able to see my parents was, you know, going to the deli. Um, my brother and sister, my brother was 14 years older than me and my brother's, uh, my, I mean, my, my brother's 14 years older than me and my, my sister's 15 years older than me. It was a long gap. I, yeah. I kind of yeah, think yeah. I might have been like Whoopsie. a little too much homemade yeah. wine. <laughs> but thank God. Yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the story of how I came to be, it yeah. always, it always it changed. Evolves, when, I was, yeah. when I was a kid, it was, you know, they prayed for me, and, you know, for me to come. And, uh, you know, next thing you know. And bam, you were there. Yeah, that yeah. was there. Um, so, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> that was, you know, that was kind of you know, how I started. But then, you know, I always joke when I'm talking to people nowadays, you know, at 11, 11, 12 years old, which blows my mind because my kids are at that age and my youngest is, is 11. And to think that I, that's when I started, you know, ringing people up and answering the phone and actually going there. And I thought I was just going there to hang out with my father and brother, you know, like meanwhile, they put me on the shift and they put me on the schedule. You didn't even, know. even know. You're like, oh, I'm just here to hang <laughs> yeah. out. And they'd be like, okay, from two to four, yeah, Joey, exactly. two to four. Yeah. After school, I'm like, oh, Joey, come on. I have a slight, you know, come, come here, get a sandwich. 
garage and, and get behind the counter. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I, that, that's kind of how I started with, um, you know, with, with working in the business. And, and I'll tell you, it was, uh, I might have hated it then, you know, because I did. I, I was. It was very, you know, it sucks seeing everybody else being able to like enjoy their summers. Like, why I wasn't looking forward to the summers, they were looking forward to the summer. Like, friends are like, "Oh my god, can we go to camp? I'm going here, going to Great Adventure, go." And I'm like, "I'm going to work," you know. Yeah. But I'm sure but, they vis- visited you. Yeah, they would visit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get some free food here. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> I know the way that works. Um, and your mom seems to be like the true uh, Italian cook. Yeah, she's. Uh, did she's, she learn it? In Italy, or did she learn it here? She unfortunately she had a rough uh, upbringing. Um, she lost her father at thirteen years old while uh-huh. my my grandmother was pregnant. Um, so it was a really rough. Uh, she had a rough life, um, and uh, you know, so she kind of had to, she got thrusted into adulthood very quickly. And um, <laughs> I got to pause before I get emotional. I understand. Um, and she, um, so she was just nurturing right from at that age because she had to take all her sisters and brothers, which she had five um, underneath her wing, like at a very young age. And uh, she just learned, I'll be honest with you, there's no cookbook. There's no, she just learned by touch and feel. And I was joking because my wife, you know, at least she has like famous meatballs. She makes all the things. And we're like, when Morning and I started dating and, and you know, we said, you know, when we got engaged, she's like, oh, I got to learn how to make your mom's meatballs. So she'd go, you know, go in the kitchen. And my mom's like, okay. And Morning has a pen and paper ready to get like a recipe, like a standard recipe. She's sitting there like, okay, ready to go. My mom's like, okay, so you got to take a little bit of this, a little bit. And Marnie, whoa, hold on. She goes, what do you mean a little bit? She goes, what are you doing? She goes, she best. goes, I don't understand. She goes, and my mom's like, no, no. She goes, you just got to, and then you taste. You got to make sure you taste. And then and Morty's like, and she looks at me, she goes, I can't, how am I going to duplicate this? How am I going to, um, but yeah, I mean, she was, you know, she's a food pusher by nature. And my mother is such a special woman. She, she is, um, she's like the, the, uh. The, the true ma- matriarch true of the matriarch, family, yeah, but the she family. has a heart that is just unmatched, you know. And, and I and I and I really get my empathy and my, um, I really believe I get, you know, I get like my work ethic and my, um, you know, my drive, you know. I think from my father and then and the empathy and the caring, you know, from my mother. Like your I, heart, I, your yeah, heart. You yeah, can yeah, see it as my, you yeah. you can see it as you talk about yeah, her. She's, I mean, she's it's really a special, very woman. nice. So uh, little Joey works 11, 11 years old, twelve mm-hmm. years old at Chiaffi's. Yep. And then uh, you go to... I ended up going to college. Um, I was I excelled in sports. Um, baseball and football were my pretty much my main sports. Um, I was able to um, you know get recruited to play football in college. And I chose Monmouth University. It was close to home. Mama's boy. I needed to stay a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, my sister lived down the shore, you know, and, and just... And my brother, who's like my like mentor, especially with football, like he would be close by, be able to like drop and see some games. So it was like, it was, it just was, it was the right fit for for me. Um, went there, studied finance, um, and I always joke with people. I learned more growing up in the business than I did in four years of college. Like, not, I love Bombay. I love. I, I have a great experience there, but I was a co- I was like an athlete, so I was like. You had a you had a childhood like internship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So and um, and, but then I graduated finance degree, and once I graduated, I um, you know I gravitated towards Wall Street because that's what everybody was doing in their early. You know, I graduated in two thousand, and everybody and their mother was in on Wall Street making money. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll figure out I, I could do this. Got a job at Merrill Lynch, and uh, already I didn't like. 
the fact that I had to shave every day and wear a suit like, so every day. I don't see you. I like looking at you as you're telling me this. I'm like, there's, it no, does not fit. Uh-uh. That would be like me working on Wall Street. Yeah, which yeah. is it was it yeah. wasn't um, it wasn't for me, and I and I and I kind of felt it. Uh, then 9/11, actually that day, I was supposed to take a. I was supposed to go on a job interview, um, and uh, it was kind of finalized, like a job. And the guy was like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll meet at the World uh, World Trade Center Cafe uh, in that area." And he says, "You want to come in at like seven or eight, or you want to come in at 11? You know, I'm like early twenties. I'm like, I'm not waking up freaking. Yeah, I'll, see I'm at not 11. Waking up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you at eleven o'clock, yeah. which which ultimately um, kept me from being in Manhattan for nine eleven. So, That's crazy. Yeah, so that was kind of like a moment where I was just like, what am I doing? Like why? Like I was about to go, you know, into another job that I probably didn't like. I really love food. I love people. Um, we have a great family business here in Springfield. My brother does a wonderful job, and he could probably use my assistance. My dad's at the tail end of, of his, you know, wanting to go to Florida and enjoy his life. So, uh, you know, at that point, I ended up making a pivot, um, you know, and I felt a little guilty because, you know, I have this degree, a finance degree, and like, oh, you know, and I'm going back to the family business. But um, I'd like to think that I, you know, helped help my brother, you know, kind of modernize the business with POS and putting some healthier options and just getting Javi's a little bit more up to date. Um, I don't you think that's life though? I mean, it's like paths are put in front of us and, you know, we go to college, of course, and we pay a lot of money for the degree, but I mean, I, you know, it's look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> what was your degree? It, my degree was not in food czar. It, wasn't. <laughs> it was not in food czaring. It was in um, communications. I mean, I was a TV uh, production major. Mm-hmm. I went in, and I went into right, video production. This sort of, yeah. All right, fine. All right, all right, fine. It sort of comes around. Yeah. Um, okay, so now you go to Chiaffi's, and then where does, how does the salad house get born? So, um, my wife thinks this is funny. So now, so she'd always complain about, like I always wanted, I wanted more. Oh, let more. me guess. Marnie wanted more salads. She wanted chopped salads. She says in New York City, there's a chopped salad on every corner <laughs> and in the suburbs, there's nothing uh, like it. So, um, which she's right, but at the time she was right. She is right. But I also, I had a vision to, you know, use everything I learned in the food business and kind of scale it or use, use my kind of like what I've learned and put into place as opposed to my hands. And having to be there because I was kind of scarred at the fact that, like, you know, having a having a family business is very tough. Like you're on call every weekend. Like I every weekend I'm working. You know, it's like when I was at Merrill and I had Saturday and Sunday off. I'm like, what do I do with my time? Like I got two yeah. days off. Like I have it, to find a it's hobby. not normal to, yeah. like to have two days off. Like, it was just like, um, you know, we even had a shore house that we never got to enjoy. Like there were so many things that, like you know, family vacations. It was like it was very tough. So I I kind of wanted it a different way. You know, and being having a young family. I was like, I, I thought, you know, you know, Marnie had said that and I, and I definitely was like, that, that's definitely something that's needed. You know, truth be told, I, you know, I wasn't even a big salad eater. I'm, I'm a little bit better now. The founder of Salad House doesn't really eat salad. Um, so we, we won't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I do love hearty sandwiches and, and French fries and like all, all these different things that we have on the menu and there's a kid's component to it. So the Salad House was kind of, you know, it was my creation of something that could feed the whole family and then as it and, and and i you know i was at a traffic light in milburn and saw that and i was like this is what i want to put in, you know in this place um at this vacant sign uh, i mean in this in this vacant space went home drew drew a business plan um presented it to the landlord he agreed he thought it would be a good idea a good fit for milburn so in 2011 salad house was born and um 
it was uh, you know a lot of learning, but at the same time, it was successful right from right from the beginning. Okay, so what what does set you apart from your other competitors? What we do, we're able to um, feed more than just you know the person that wants to eat a little healthier. You know, what I mean, we're able to you know kind of you know get feed everybody, and then it's not just your home family; it's your work family too. Because like you know, you say, "Oh, I want to go out to grab something to eat." Like, "Oh, I want to go to salad." I was like, oh, "I don't want a salad." But well, they have a crisp. You know, they have the crispy mother clucker. This one sandwich that's amazing. I love <laughs> great that name. name. It's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, or two people getting two people getting a salad and sharing some sweet potato fries in the middle. Like, it's life's about balance. And I feel like there's more of people that are like that in this world and, um, the opportunity for a business to be successful. That's where I, I'm, that's where I thought. And also, you know, I think, you know, as we're, as time is going on, we're becoming a little bit more, we're all educated like on what we put in our body. So, you know, the days of the fast food industry, which is, you know, listen, no knock on them. They did their thing and they're great. But, um, I even saw it with my own children where like you're introducing healthier things to children at a younger age. So they might've started eating, you know, chicken fingers and fries at the salad house, but then they'll see, you know, like my, my kids are a prime example where like, they'll see like, you know, my wife's salad. yeah. And they'll see my, yeah. my wife's salad. And they're like, Oh my God, let me take a bite. I love that. I can create my own. Next thing you know, they're creating their own salad with all the ingredients they like, you know, and we have, you know, thousands of combinations. You can make whatever you, whatever you like. And that was, um, even for my son. So it's like, we go to salad, like when we go to salad house, it's like everybody's eating salad. You know what I mean? We might get fries or buffalo poppers. You know, that's another differentiator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buffalo that's poppers good. are amazing. That was a great, you know, that's, great addition I mean, to our a, menu. And that's a good balance. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so then you decided to, I mean, franchise because lucky for us, Livingston has our very own salad house. Do, Dave Delenko. We do. We do. Dave is, yeah. he's, he's amazing, by the way. Amazing operator. Right? And I, I, but I'm going to wait before I, I talk about Dave because Dave is, is very special to me. Um, we op- I opened up a second location before a franchise. I opened up a Marsound just to kind of prove it. And I opened up Marsound, and that was another one that was uh, successful. And, and it was like fu- it was funny because like instead of getting like uh, demographics where like normal people are like, oh, find out the population, daytime pop, I would do my own research. I'd walk around and be like, we're going to get a chop salad. Can I get a chop Well, you go to this diner over here, or you go to Roots, but Roots is not really, can't get a chop salad. And everything's salad. like pubs there yeah, in Marsound. So, yeah, that's smart. So like I, I did that for, you know, a lot of time during the lunch, like like during lunchtime and um you know and i and I identified that as a spot that that we could do and that location oh, it's been seven or eight years we've been open there and that was a great um you know it was pr- it proved that this out house not wasn't going to just be successful there so at that point i decided um you know i wanted a franchise you know we we literally we grinded the axe for a long time before we you know really got going uh dave was our first true like franchise oh. um and uh dave uh you know, believed in the brand and, and I will always, um, you know, I'm not just saying this because, you know, we're on this, you know, Livingston, uh, you know, we're Livingstonians. Is yeah, that what they're called? Is that what we're called? Is that what we're called? L-Towners. L-Towners. Yeah, we, uh, Dave believed in it and Dave, um, I mean, his wife saw like a, in, like a Facebook post that I posted said that was franchising and uh, he was an attorney and he just, it wasn't, he, he wasn't jiving sort of like me on Wall Street. Like Dave didn't really like going to work and, you know, fighting for it. It was almost like, you know, every day was like a fight being a lawyer. And, uh, he believed in the salad house and he, you know what, he grew with us and, um, it was, it was really, um, you know, 
special because he believed in something that was very young and very raw and very like it's and it's a scary jump yeah i mean it's it is not like you know it's not like you're investing a little bit of money like this is a sizable investment and you know and, and for him to make that career change when you're going to you know being a lawyer it's one thing for me to you know get my bachelor's and find he went be a lawyer and you know forever. and during these times i mean covid i mean yeah. all of it yeah yeah he had open open like right during covid yeah i remember yeah and it's amazing because uh i remember you posting about the location mm-hmm. and it really is a good location yeah i didn't think it would be at the time mm-hmm. right but that's a really good location yeah i fell in love with it um but it's on route 10 in livingston 10, by yes. the way yeah. it is it is the old, the old the old yeah. Deli, yeah. all you old uh livingstone yeah. Livingston, livingstone, l-towners l-towners <laughs> <laughs> come on joey yeah. <laughs> we uh so yeah so Dave, so that was and that was special for me because you know he had his roots here and and i live in town and it was just such a special moment you know because you know he did such a great job because he not only you know it's it's hard to to this business is not easy and he you know especially learning it and he learned it so and what's great is it's such a great addition to town because dave really does give back to the community too i mean he does you could see it he does all he did a restaurant whatever there was a for the kiwanis restaurant Mm -hmm. week last week you know, all the schools, you could see how he gets involved, which is amazing because yeah. that's a good representation for you. Yes. And probably for you to sell more franchises. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And he's an ambassador of the brand, like no, no question. Um, but, uh, yeah, what he does, like he really, and, and I'll be honest with you, like, you know, people come up to me, like they'll see my, you know, salad off shirt and they'll be like, oh my God, I, I know the owner. And I'm like, great. I'm like, I love that because that's he is the owner. He's the owner. He, he's the yeah. owner of that, and 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 he has taken ownership, and he's and he's really taken that place and made it his own. His wife, his children, they're they're they're. It's just it's a beautiful thing to see, and I love it because Livingston is such a wonderful community. And again, I'm not just saying it; I live it. I'm, I'm any any ones coming up anywhere that we do. We have Nork. There should be opening up. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, it's full circle. Wow, it's a special one yeah. for me because it's. Um, is you it know, next to Tony's Pizza? It's not too far. Oh, it's that's not fun. too far. And it's it's funny when I showed my father, I took him to Tony's Pizza and introduced him to like the new, you know, the owners there, and it was a really wonderful moment to see, you know, his reaction because you could see in his eyes and you know in his broken English he couldn't really. I don't think he was really expressing it all, but like you could see the the the, me- the memories and all yeah. the things that you know that went through it, um, you know, because that was kind of where it started, and it's going to be our tenth location, so it's like a really, it's like kind of like a. Oh, really that's special. really cool. Yeah, it's special. Um, okay, so let's talk about Joey, the um, community-driven person. Yeah, I, um, you know, like getting back to like what you know, like what I said, I, I kind of want to leave a legacy. I don't know. Like sometimes I feel as though you need to really do it with your heart and really, really try and make a try and make an impact and and show your children. Because I want them to carry that on. Like, forget about money. Like, money's, you know, yeah, of course you like, need it. Like, legacy is the right word. Yeah. yeah. Like, I you really, have to lead by example. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and um, you know, and, and that's kind of what, you know, I want for, you know, because it makes me happy to see people smile. And doing good for people makes people smile. And, and especially people that are, are less fortunate than us. So I really... Um, it's like a big part of, and, and I'm, and I'm very, very lucky to have a group of people in my office, in this office that we're here in, in, in Westfield that everybody around the table 
and every franchise owner that we have, um, you know, all are on board with this philanthropic mindset, you know, so we actually, a couple of years ago, we started this thing that was like a, you know, kind of a crazy idea. It was called the big give and, uh, you know, it kicked the idea around the room and everybody was just like, it's giving 100% of the proceeds, not 10%, like of, of a given day and, and giving it to a, a giving it to a charity that kind of touches one of us in, in some way, shape or form. That's amazing. So the first year we did it um, in honor of a friend of ours, uh, his son, Luke, um, our friend Rob, both uh, his son, uh, he has autism and he um, he's with Spectrum 360 and, yeah. uh, you know, Lifetime, like that whole yeah, yeah. organization. So, you know, that was our first big give and it was great. I think we raised, I forget, I think it was like we raised like five or six thousand dollars, six thousand oh dollars. And it was, uh, you know, we only had like three or four locations at the time. Last year, um, in honor of a friend of ours, um, Riley Kogan, who passed away um, tragically at five, five years old and was uh, saved lives by being an organ donor. We were able to raise over $10,000 for that. And, uh, you know, that was like uh, five, I think five locations at the time. So now uh, this upcoming big give, and this is one of the things that I was going to, you know, give you as one of the oh, first exclusive. people. exclusive. <laughs> There's an exclusive. There's an exclusive. Yeah. Uh, this year, um, I'm good friends with Eric Legrand. I don't know if you know Eric Legrand's story. Um, Eric Legrand and I became very close. Uh, my nephew played college football Rutgers, so I would attend a lot of the practices and be involved with the Rutgers community. And uh, and then I saw uh, Eric in the parking lot one time, and I just started talking to him and him and his mother Karen, and we just got along. And it was just like it was like this this really it was just it was like a really like an instant connection. And uh, we exchanged numbers, and I said, "Oh, I got to feed you. You got to come by my store." And you know, uh, next thing you know, we're just like you know texting and laughing and and. But his story is just so compelling and his, his mindset and his, the way he conducts himself daily and, and just his, his mental fortitude, how strong he is and how he smiles all the time is just... I mean, for people who don't know who Eric Legrand is, he was a football player for Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the years were, but he was tragically hit. Collided yeah, and, yeah, right, and a tackle. Yep, yep. Yeah. He's, par- he's a, a paraplegic from the neck down, um, and he. Uh, so what's the so what's the news? So we are going to be doing our big give this year. This will be our third give big give, and we're going to be donating hundred uh, percent of the proceeds. We haven't decided on a day yet because I'm coordinating with the um, with the uh, team Legrand, which is um, a part of the Christopher Reeves Foundation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to raising, doubling, hopefully doubling the the donation and uh you know in 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 eric's honor and and putting it out there so if uh if uh adult joey Mm -hmm. could talk to 11 12 year old joey working in the peach shop and not very happy picking up cigarette butts and chewed up gum what would you say to yourself I love that question. I've never been asked that question. Oh, well, I'm so glad. That's that. That's the deep, dark interviewer that I am. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, don't worry, you're going to lose a little weight because you're a little chubby. Don't worry. Weren't you'll, you all? You'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. Just stop eating those chicken parm sandwiches after school that mom makes and, and the, the bag of Doritos, watching Alvin the Chipmunks. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just always smile. Just continue to smile through it all, through the ups, downs, because you'll be all right. All right. Let's talk about your family for a second. Okay. <laughs> you my had... They're my why. They're my why. They're my, they're my drive, you know, because like I said, life, life, you know, brings you down. And, and when you're down, you know, it, it's hard to, you know, you, you know, you know, there's times like, you know, I had some, you know, failed businesses and, you know, you know, other things that, that happened in life. And, uh, they were my inspiration. They were the reason, you know, that, that, you know, I kind of 
rose above it all. So here's, let's wrap it up. Ready? This is the wrap up. This is the wrap up. Joey Chiaffi, his roots are his family. Mm -hmm. You have, I mean, you can see the love of your family in you and you've had amazing role models. Yeah. And you're giving it back to your children. Yeah. And you're giving it back to the community. Yeah. And to everyone around you. Yeah. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. I am. I am. I am. I am. Good. You can end it right I there. Am, I am. I, I'm you should proud be. Because you know what? It, it's a, a testament to like everything you just said, and it's really, um, it's kind of for them, you know. And so. As your shirt says, fueled by Salad House, Mm -hmm. you're really fueled by family. I'm fueled by family, yeah, I am. That's nice. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. Let's Let's do it again. Let's do it again. (laughs) Awesome, thank you. If you are hearing this message, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I'm truly grateful for you and this opportunity. The purpose of the Behind the Counter podcast is to bring food, people, and community together. I hope you'll return for more episodes and explore with me. I want to personally thank Fran Linnell of Design 68 for my amazing Behind the Counter podcast logo and Travis Lohenberg for my awesome Behind the Counter music and all the guests that take their time to sit and talk with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you hear your podcasts. If you'd like to support the Behind the Counter podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends and family, and you can follow me on Instagram at Heidi Blum. If you have any feedback or stories that you want to share, you can email me at foodsrbtc at gmail.com.